Welcome to the Bloom and Grow podcast, where we share stories of those who have grown through grief and break down barriers that isolate us in those challenging parts of our lives. We know that time doesn't heal, but intention does. There isn't a before and after in grief, but we grow through it. Many days more difficult than others. The weight of grief doesn't get any lighter, but we can get better at carrying it. This podcast isn't just for those going through something sad or difficult, but it's also for those who know someone who is, by sharing tips and perspectives in how to be a better support for our loved ones that are grieving. I'm your host, Liz Bidler, and thanks for blooming and growing with us. Welcome back to another episode of the Bloom and Grow with Liz Fiddler podcast. If you're new here, this is a space where after my husband passed away, I kind of was on this little bit of a soul searching journey trying to figure out what my piece in this was or how I wanted to try to help people navigate through their grief. And ultimately, I took a step back and realized that I have a voice and a platform on my other podcast, and I really wanted to take this Bloom and Grow podcast. And of course, Bloom and Grow was taken. So it's called Bloom and Grow with Liz Fiddler. But I'm trying to elevate the voices of those that, you know, are doing really good things for those that are grieving. And maybe it's those that have gone through a divorce or a loss of a job or the death of a spouse. And so I came across Michelle and Mark and asked them to come on my podcast. So can you guys introduce yourselves and we'll let Mark go first alphabetically. I don't know. Um, We're doing this over (laughs) Zoom, so it's going to be good with all three of us. But yeah, Mark, go ahead and tell us who you are and tell us what Widowed Too Soon is. Okay. Well, I'm Mark Massaro. I lost my wife to cancer in August of 2020 and met Michelle through a Facebook group. And we basically started a podcast called Widow Too Soon because we wanted to help people. You know, we wanted to point people to God in this difficult, difficult time that we all can relate to. And so that's basically what we've done. And we've been doing that for what, almost three years? How long, Michelle? Almost three years years. in April or March or something like that. May. May. It all all runs together. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Not that it matters, but yeah. So we just uh, wanted to help people because we found our way through this very difficult season. And so we just wanted to help other people do the same thing. Totally get that and respect that. So my husband passed away December of 2020 unexpectedly from a heart attack. And then two days and it, so actually a little timeline, December 7th, our daughter turned seven or turned, turned three. Then December 9th was when my husband passed away. That was a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. His funeral was on Monday. And then on Tuesday, I found out I was pregnant. Um, wow. I just so- have to say real quick, the, the girl that I'm with, I have um, started dating somebody. We've been together for about two years now. She lost her husband on December 9th, 2020. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. It bumps a little oh. bit, but yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, everyone goes through their journey differently and finds comfort in different ways. And, you know, it seems like, so your podcast and your nonprofit is specifically for widows, widows, widowers. I don't know what, what, what yeah, both. both. Like, when yeah. we say widows, we say, you know, we mean widowers too. Yeah. Wid- widowed individuals, <laughs> however you identify. Yes. <laughs> Who do you think your target, I mean, what age do you find that people are listening or do you hear from your listeners very often or what? I'm just, I, I would just like yeah. to, I'm curious. I can take that one. So I'm Michelle Bader Ebersole. 
I'm Eversol because I remarried 10 months ago. So I have two okay. last names now. Thank you. And I would say, um, we could look at the stats, but I think it's be in like the forties in the forties to fifties are like the most, most of our listeners, which, you know, before I became a widow, I pictured widows as like really old, like mm -hmm. with the buns and the, the cats running around and they're dressed in black and like, <laughs> you know, really old. It completely changed when I became a widow <laughs> and there are widows of all ages. Mm -hmm. And so we reached, you know, all different ages at our widow's retreat that I did through my nonprofit. We had the youngest we had was 29 and the oldest 77. Wow. And so really um, our audience is definitely anybody widowed. So we have all different ages, but I would say the most popular is probably like 40 to 55, somewhere in there. Yeah. It's between 40 and 60 is our most oh, 40 popular. And 60. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My best friend was actually in it. I, we literally don't have time for me to tell the whole story, like how weird it all interweaves, but she was actually widowed in 2015, her husband died of a farming accident. And so she was 27 and I was widowed five years later. I was 31 because she's a year older wow. than I am. But yeah, my husband was her boss. I tried to set her up. Oh my, goodness. My, my now fiance, like it's just, it's weird. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. And anyway, but yeah, besides her same thing, but I had the front row seat to grief and the front row seat to watch my best friend go through widowhood. And then even when it happened to me, it still wasn't anything like I thought. And I, I thought I knew because I watched mm -hmm. her go through all these things, but yeah, it's hard when your life actually is the one that changes. Yeah. It's, and especially, you know, you can be the secondary proximity person, you know, but when it's, when it's your spouse, I think, you know, just everything changes. I, I went through a phase where I just ordered Chinese food because my husband hated Chinese food. And I was like, I can order Chinese food and I'm going to yeah. all the time. Just weird yep. things like that. And yeah, the things in the grocery cart are different. The, the TV that you watch, everything is so different. Let's talk about the nonprofit widow goals. A little over, I think it's coming up on two years ago, I decided to start it. You know, it started with, if I went through this journey, I want to help other people. Mm -hmm. And so one of the first things I started doing was social media. I started a TikTok channel and just started to try to encourage people. And then mm -hmm. we started the podcast and then it was like, I want to help more people. And so we started this nonprofit to support because what I found was there's not a lot of support for widows, like a lot, no churches around here had any programs. I'm in uh, Richfield, Washington. There wasn't a lot. And I found support in other people I met that were widows but a lot of people didn't have that. So we started this. And the first thing we did was it was mother's day. And my daughter and I went around to six widows in this area and delivered gifts to them because, you know, mm -hmm. mother's day, it's usually the husbands who really do it mm -hmm. <laughs> and it could be a very hard day. And so we started with that and then we started doing local events. And then we did a retreat in October and we also offer scholarships for grief recovery, which is a program that I take people through. And so it's just basically born out of this, like, I want there to be support. And then of course the podcast is is under widow goals as well. And that's actually one of the biggest ways that we reach people. We do to answer a question you said earlier, do we hear from our listeners? We definitely do. Um, I would say every couple of days we're getting an email or um, we have a pretty large Facebook community that people are telling us their stories. And it's been pretty humbling to see the reach that God has given us. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is really born out of, you know, Mark and I met and we were able to support each other. We had similar deaths of our spouses and we had people to support, but there were like, we looked in this group that we were in and there were so many people that were turning to all the wrong things. And we're like, they need Jesus. 
And that's mm-hmm. where this idea was born to start this podcast, to point them to Jesus, because it's hard enough as it is with Jesus. Can you imagine mm-hmm. <laughs> out? And that's where this was born. And so we really want to give people hope. I just remember those first few months feeling like, is this ever going to get better? And we want our listeners to know it will get better if you take the correct steps, you know, and turning to God and all those things. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, when I first started, I mean, I obviously I was angry. I was, you know, and mm-hmm. he died of a heart attack while running, like on the treadmill exercising, like how dare he take care wow. of himself? I mean, he was so healthy. He weighed 170 pounds, like just like ran six days a week and Anyway, but like, I remember thinking, I believe in heaven. I believe that he is there. And I just, I've never questioned that. I've been angry at God and his plan. And I feel like someday he's got some explaining to do because I don't like his plan, but I've held on to the thought of, I've never once questioned that he's in heaven. I've never once questioned his life is just done, if that makes sense. And I think that that Mm -hmm. has really helped me through my grief, but I also believe that you have to be so careful with who you surround yourself with and who you choose to turn to. And whether that's God or people that are also turning to God, or maybe, you know, maybe you don't have to be religious, but just, you know, people that are looking for the positives or my best friend, I talk about it all the time, the people that want to keep living, because if you look for reasons to be angry, you're always going to find them. If you look for reasons to be negative, you're always going to find them. And as hard as it is, it's, it's a choice. It's intention. It's, you know, you got to find those positives. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. We we often tell people, we understand that you're angry and God can handle it. And if you're yelling at him one day, cause you're mad, he can handle it and he understands. Mm -hmm. And we also are big in talking about what it means to have an eternal mindset Mm -hmm. so that while we think these these obviously tragic things have happened to us. You know, I watched my wife fall apart. She suffered from cancer for 14 months and just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Even though we were seeing progress on scans, she kept falling apart physically. And we've talked about, we've covered a lot of topics. And one of those things is people telling you like, well, you just need to have more faith in God and things like that. So it can be hard to be telling people that have gone through these tragic losses Mm-hmm. that you need to turn to God. And so we understand that. And so we approach that topic delicately, but we also stand firm on our faith. Mm-hmm. And we try to teach people to look at things with an eternal perspective. For example, that this life is like one grain of sand, mm-hmm. whereas eternity is like all of the beaches and all of the oceans and, and our whole planet and our whole galaxy is eternity. So when we are looking at God and saying, we don't understand why this happened, God sees a much bigger picture than we see. And so we just, we do try to point people to positive things, but we also validate people's feelings that are angry. The girl that I'm with now, that was something she really struggled with. And she, she's been a believer in God for a long time. And one of her things was like, she didn't want to hear any of that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So she found podcasts where people were kind of dark and, and angry because she like wanted to hear that. She didn't want to hear as she called it the foo-foo you know, like the fluffy stuff. And she's like, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to hear that. I was mad. So Mm -hmm. for her, it's similar to you Mm -hmm. that uh, her husband died in an instant. Mm -hmm. So Michelle and I have the difference that we got to pre-grief. What do you call it, Michelle? Not pre-grief. Anticipatory grief. Anticipatory grief. So we saw it coming for a long time. And so, you know, I've heard it explained to me as for Michelle and I, it was like somebody pulled off the bandaid really slow. 
And for like the girl I'm with, Tina, and for you, the Band-Aid was just ripped off. They're mm -hmm. both terrible. Mm -hmm. But so we also make it a point to say that we don't understand what you went through. We understand mm -hmm. what we went through. And so that's kind of the point of the podcast is that either way, we just are trying to point people to a positive mindset and to believe in themselves that they can find healing and that, like you said, life isn't over. And it, it's kind of harsh, but we also tell people just because they died, you don't have to. Yeah. And, you know, somebody who's been through it can understand that kind of mindset, mm -hmm. but somebody on the outside might be like, oh, that's kind of like dark, you know, but we've all been through dark stuff. So, yeah. Anyway. And I think, you know, knowing that your feelings are going to change over time. I am about 45,000 words into a book and I wrote the first 20,000 words in the first six months. And I went through and reread them about a year later and was like, <laughs> oh my goodness, I cannot publish that. But <laughs> I've changed a few things, but I've, I've kept a lot of it in there. And then I've written, okay, that was written, you know, at this time now, a, you know, two years later, whatever, I feel differently. I am not, mm -hmm. you know, that person didn't mean what they said. They just, I, I was in a negative place and I was interpreting everything as hurtful or negative. Could they have done better? Could they have said it better? Should they have probably said it better? Yeah, probably. It goes both ways, but you know, how you can help the grieving person and how you as the grieving person, you got to give a little bit of grace. Yeah, we have an episode called The Ridiculous Things People Say. And yeah. we go all through this stuff. So yeah. yeah, we get what you're saying. Okay, we're going to pause this episode. I want you, when I'm done talking, don't hit pause right now because you won't know what to do. But as soon as I'm done talking, I want you to hit pause and I want you to go into this episode and I would love if you would rate this show with a five-star rating because that is how podcasts are successful. The algorithm, what the, you know, wherever you listen, the platform of maybe it's Spotify, maybe it's Apple, maybe it's Amazon, they can keep track of what episodes have a lot of downloads. And that's where, you know, if some people are liking it, they assume other people are going to like it because they want people using their streaming service. So if you are enjoying this, go and rate us, please, please, please. Shows with a higher rating get pushed out more because they think, well, if these people like it, other people will like it. Plus, if you're looking for a show to listen to and you're like, oh, well, it has four two-star ratings, I don't think I'm going to do that one. But if it has a hundred five-star ratings, yeah, more likelihood of listening. So it would really mean a lot to us if you could just hit pause go and give us a rating and then come back and finish listening. Thank you so much. So Michelle, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the grief retreats? Yes, we've had one and it was basically, there were 20 widowed women from all over who came and it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I've never been around that many widows in one place. And there was an instant connection, mm -hmm. you know, and we, we started with kind of a really hard activity where they had to make a picture of like what they're like on this flower pot of what their life looked like before their spouse died mm -hmm. and instant tears, instant, you know, all this stuff, which we later connected to another activity where they had to break it and then put it together with a mosaic mm -hmm. um, with, it's like, basically here's the new pieces God's given you. Here's the old, put it together. And it was a beautiful thing. And we, we had worship time. We had, you know, speakers, we had small groups and the bond that I saw between everyone was absolutely 
amazing and just the support that I've seen since then. So that was our first retreat we did last October. And so it's been amazing. We've all kept in touch and, you know, it really is just about supporting. There were a lot of new widows. Like one of them was three weeks out and she was there. I was like, you're so brave, you know, for Mm -hmm. being here and just having that support. I went to a grief retreat, like two months into my journey, which was hard because it was COVID, but there was like this one retreat I got to go to and, you know, it helped me so much. And actually God spoke to me so much on that retreat. And I did the same thing that was done there. When I went to mine, it was, you know, ask God where he was in your darkest moments. And God showed me a lot of things. And we did that at the retreat and God revealed a lot of things to them. Like while their spouse was dying, where was he, where, where was he in this? And it was really powerful just to see these women come together and to get healing and to get hope for the future that, yeah, it's, it's going to be good. And we also brought in laughter and fun. I hired a line dance instructor and we did line dancing at the end, you know, as our very last activity. And just to see these women who have been, are so broken, but also are healing. It was Mm -hmm. powerful. Mm -hmm. I have got to go to any sort of retreat like that. My best friend and I almost went to one last summer and it was like, it was in Colorado and you just like did all these like adventure days, but it, it just didn't line up. But I think there's power in, especially whether it's three weeks or three months or whatever, being able to be vulnerable and be around people that understand. Like I remember the first four months or so, if I like laughed at something in public or smiled in public, I felt so guilty. I was like, Oh, Mm -hmm. now they're going to think I'm over it. Or now they're going to, you know, it's like, you know what? You, you can, it's okay to admit like there's joy in line dancing and it's fun. And I, you know, I just remember, I mean, there was a couple of times, actually I went cross country skiing with my now fiance and he was a friend mm-hmm. of my late husband's. And I just, I went skiing every day with whoever would go with me, like 10 different people would just like go with me cross country skiing for like a few hours. And he was one of them because he liked doing it and whatever. And I remember going down this like big hill and he didn't know I was pregnant because I didn't tell him like, and he was, you know, just a friend, like, but I got down this like windy hill and I just, I couldn't stop laughing. Like it was this like (laughs) manic moment. And he's like, oh God, I don't know what to do. And it was like, the sun was shining and it was just, I just started bawling. And I was like, he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, what did I do? What did I say? Like, and I was like, no, no, you don't understand. These are happy tears. And I haven't felt this. Like I, I got down this hill without falling because I wasn't a great skier and I'm still not, but it, it was this like almost just this moment of like, I felt, you know, and then a minute later I was like, oh, I feel guilty now for like being happy. But it was, it was so weird. Like I just could not stop crying and could not, you know, so to be around people that get that feeling that you almost feel guilty for that yeah. bit of happiness or mm-hmm. the first day that you realize you didn't cry or the first day you realize, you know, so I think surrounding yourself with those people that understand that, like, and they want you to laugh and they, they want, want you to, you know, they life. want you. Yeah. So I kept a journal after my husband passed away and I actually, I'm so weird. I don't know, <laughs> but I wrote down like, like a percentage, like what percentage mm. of my day that I thought was like good. And it's just crazy to see it creep up and probably around the six month mark. I think I was like two months before I had my daughter then, because, you know, I was about pregnant when he died. And so, or I didn't know I was pregnant yet. So around that, I started realizing like, okay, my day was still sad, but it was more happy than sad. And just kind of like seeing how that, you know, and I, 
I now, I, I don't have bad days. There are bad moments and bad days, but I just don't let myself have a full on bad day. Like, yeah, okay. that's awesome. even, if, even if it's a crappy day, I'm going to go buy a coffee and try to turn it around. And now it's only 90% crappy because I got my caribou or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Michelle actually has this, uh, can you say it, Michelle, with the, the clouds? When you explain oh, yeah, I explained this to someone coverage. yesterday too in my grief recovery class. So basically in the beginning, it's like every day is cloudy and stormy, like every single day. And then you see a little peak of sun one day and then the sun becomes more and then it kind of reverses to where you're having mostly sunny days and then some cloudy and some storms and then and it's mostly sunny all the time of course still even three and a half years down the road i still have some times where that storm comes but it comes quicker and faster and it's gone sooner and mm-hmm. so just knowing that i actually did this tiktok video once when i was like showing the sky where it was clear and then showing the stormy and like talking about this and a lot of mm-hmm. people said they related to it because it's a visual they can see and to know that you're not always going to live in a storm is huge uh-huh. yeah i've always liked that analogy and it's like you know like the waves crashing or whatever that at first you're just getting pummeled by waves over and over and over and then eventually the waves are smaller and kind of, you know, just rolling in waist deep and things like that. And then it's like ripples and then the occasional rogue wave can still crush you and hit you. But yeah, grief is weird. We actually have an episode called that too. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, trust me. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so you have, I'm going to put all of it in your episode notes, your website, widowgoals.org, griefrecoverymethod.com. Instagram is widowed too soon. Facebook is widowed too soon. Yeah. What else, what else should we know about how to find you or what? I think that was all of the places. The biggest community is on Facebook. We have over 2000 people there and that have been especially recently interacting and telling their stories. We give people a place to share. What's your story? How can we pray for you? What's Mm -hmm. your challenges? Um, And that also helps us with our podcast to know where to direct it. We're hearing like what people need, what they want. Yeah. Um, But that would be, if you are a widow and you want to get connected, find us widow too soon on Facebook Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. We're also on, um, so for the podcast, it's Spotify and Apple podcasts and all like the, all of them places, (laughs) but we're also on YouTube uh, a little bit. I'm a a little (laughs) behind on posting episodes, but yes, we, we are on YouTube with the number two widow too soon. Cause there's two of us. Okay. Yes. Not, not cause we don't know how to spell. (laughs) Michelle, you said you're in, did you say Washington? Washington. Yes. Okay. Mark, where are you at? I'm in East Tennessee near Knoxville. Uh, okay. I moved here a couple of years ago from Southern California. Okay. And I'm in Minnesota. So we're Minnesota. all over, <laughs> all over, all over. Grief does not discriminate. Here we go. But no, it doesn't. True. Actually, we're being listened to in, I think the last time I checked, it was 84 countries. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like yeah. that's so weird to see those stats to me that it's like mm-hmm. all around the globe. This is a problem for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and it's, it's kind of funny because you know, as I was telling Michelle before she got on. So I have my other podcast is called Sunny Mary Meadow and it's, it's on growing and selling cut flowers. And my business of flowers kind of exploded after, honestly, after my husband passed away, I just put more energy into doing that. And now I still, I still work as a nurse practitioner one day a week. Um, but it's kind of interesting as, you know, I'm going into a year of podcasting and you guys started yours three years ago, maybe almost three. Yeah. May of 21. And so I had these bonus episodes that I called bloom and grow that were, you know, just kind of my experience with grief and just kind of helping out. 
And, you know, the numbers would be different or people would say like, can I just sign up for alerts for those? And, you know, the writing was on the wall, like it's time to just break off and give it its own space. And so just trying to like still get the word out without bombarding my current listeners, like, Hey, I have another podcast. So like I have an ad in my other podcast, but when people ask about numbers or audience or whatever, and it's like the engagement and the very, very subgroup of people, you know, widows, like that's such a a specific group, but how deeply you can connect with those that you're listening to. You know, it's, Mm. it's, I just think it's so cool that, you know, what you guys are doing and, you know, really serve that audience. Thank you. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of my goal is a little bit of both. I want to, you know, those that are grieving and, you know, people really relate to it, but I would say more often than not, it's people who have a friend who's gone through something hard, you know, they'll listen to this episode and okay, so maybe that's something I can do is I can suggest to my friend that lost their spouse, you know, you should check out this widow too soon podcast or just something like ways to help. And Mm -hmm. if it it helps the griever be a little less isolated and it helps their friends know what to say, then yeah, we actually have an episode called an episode for your friends. (laughs) so that they could easily pass it on. Like, here's things to say, not to say those kind Mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. And also the things that we wish they knew. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I I think I, in one of my very first bloom and grow episodes, I say, if you get mad at everyone who says the wrong things or doesn't know what to say, you're probably not going to have any friends left. So you gotta, yeah, true. You, gotta, you know, you gotta like, it's such a, it's such a balance and taking, taking on some of that responsibility that like, well, I'm the one who lost my husband and I gotta be the one to yeah. tell you how to help me. This is crap, <laughs> but it's the reality. And it, it's, you know, I had a friend one time say to me, and it is, this is after I'd heard it. This is while my wife was going through cancer and I had heard it so many times and just got fed up and kind of snapped at him that he said, man, I can't even imagine what it's like. And I just, I was like, yes, you can. You just don't want to imagine that your wife is falling apart, that she's down to 70 pounds, that she's this, that she's that mm-hmm. you, every time you move her a bone breaks. And, you know, he was like, just looking at me with these flared eyes and I just lost it. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like mm-hmm. I just hear mm-hmm. that all the time. And mm-hmm. it makes me feel yeah. so alone. Every time people are like, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I'm like, exactly. this is, yeah. and I have to imagine it every day. And I got two little kids and yeah. Um, Thanks for reminding for me that my life is your worst nightmare. Like, yes, that's, yes, that's what that feels like. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay, like that—that's what we hear when someone says, "I can't imagine." I hear, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Sucks to be you. All right. right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I felt bad, but yes. Yeah, so in the end, we—even though we have these fun episodes, ridiculous things people say, and we compare all the the silly things we've heard, and I understand my fish just died, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those things we always point back to like having grace for people yeah and and being thankful for them that they don't know exactly and that's exactly it I'm glad people don't know I'm I'm so glad they don't know and I don't want them to ever know but yeah yeah well, thank yeah. you guys so much for joining us and you know check out the widowed too soon podcast uh, everything will be in the episode notes and yeah thanks for being here guys well, yeah thanks, thanks for, for having, having us, us. Thank you for listening to the Bloom and Grow with Liz Fiddler podcast. You can find us at bloomandgrow.llc on Instagram and Bloom and Grow with Liz Fiddler on Facebook. We're always looking for stories of those who have gone through the trenches of grief and found a way to keep blooming and growing through it. So if you have an idea for an episode, please send us an email. 
liz at sunnymarymeadow.com and tell us what you think. You can also go to our website, www.bloomandgrowwithliz.com and sign up for our email list. You'll find all of that information in the episode notes. Thanks for being here. Bloom and grow.